0: At Sports Radio every weekday morning from seven to ten a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning seven to ten a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
2: Oh, DB, you're gonna have some fun with this. We just got a message in on Twitter. Are you replying to it? Which one? Uh, from uh, Travis. From Travis. Did you see
3: it? Uh, yeah, Travis. I like. Tra- I. So here's the thing about Travis. Can he's um he doesn't always agree, but he does things. So I'm right. I'm cool. Just.
2: No, but I I just know that you're going to like what he said. He,
3: he said if it's, if it's called a foul early in games, you call it late in games. Also, if you're not calling that foul early, don't call it late. Be consistent. So that's the ultimate, like, Logic. let me put a bow on this bad boy. Fans will tell you, even though they get upset real time, and you'll try to Talk them, walk them, debate them off the ledge. Give analogies, examples. At the very end, when they land the plane, do you know what it is? Just be consistent. (laughs) So, if that's what we're saying, which my man T-Rav is, Trouble T-Rav, a.k.a. Travis, why don't we just start with that like he did? Like, instead of saying, you can't call that penalty on Bradbury at that stage of the game, simply ask yourself: Is that a penalty? It it should quell the discussion. Mm-hmm. It really should, it. because then I don't have to like chew up guys and spit them out. When well, you didn't yeah, the, call the this during the. You didn't. So what?
2: What the response to that would be? Well, it, it wasn't called. Like, it, and that, what do you respond to that?
3: What infuriated me about the Bengals Chiefs game? Well, number one, you you if you're arguing whether calls were made after Mahomes got hit out of bounds that weren't called, that is something completely different. That's consistency. That you're talking about consistency. You're not saying that Mahomes' play out of bounds was not a penalty because it clearly was. So when you can see things like that and you know it's a penalty, don't be one of those people that worries about when it happens in a game. Because you're not going to, at the end of the day, I don't care former if you played or not. If I don't care who it is. You're not going to win that argument, right? Because then you get into, well, you called a holding here. You didn't call it here. Do you want holding called on every play? Well, they call holding on every play. Oh, my gosh. Mixon ran out of bounds, and they didn't call a late hit. And all I could think of in my head was, Where were you guys during the Miami Buffalo game when a quarterback gets hit going out of bounds and on the broadcast they say he gave himself up, we get no call. Like Cincinnati
0: is nothing
3: for real. Don't don't get don't go into that back and forth. Look at what you see and then see if that's a penalty or not. You're never gonna land at a consensus if you're worried about what they called when and when they didn't call it. Just simply say what Travis said. We want consistency. Don't – because if you say it at the end after you've been worn mm-hmm. down on a Twitter argument or social media or with your buddies at the bar or your girlfriends at, uh, you know, the ice house, like, it, it weakens the argument. It's like the guy that moves the, the goalposts. Right. If you want consistency, say, I want consistency. Don't say that wasn't defensive holding on Bradbury. Because it was, and there are a lot better angles out there, than. and I can't believe they fell victim to it. They show you the still from behind of a guy with his hand on his back, so you think it's innocuous. Right. It's weird, but guess what? That's not the same vantage point that the officials Mm -hmm. have.
2: Yeah, consistency is huge. I mean, it's it goes back just to what say, I was saying. Just, in just my last say point. that, and
3: I'm cool with it. it.
2: It was what I said in my last point. Like I called in basketball, uh, if you're up on somebody and you're you're reaching and you're creating contact away way away from the hoop, I call it every time, and I do that from the start of the game. By the third quarter, you can see that they're now starting to play the style of basketball that I officiate, and it's not like I you know I'm trying to be you know, egotistical by saying something like, oh, yeah, like I'm your, the guy. Your, I'm uh, the your, man. You're your high tower? Yeah, I'm not trying to be arrogant by saying anything, but, you know, it, it all comes back to con- consistency. Um, aside from that, uh, I did mention our poll question uh, today. Oh, wait.
3: What'd Brandon you Vogel
2: time. Brandon well, yeah, vogel spent just waiting for us.
3: Why didn't we? <laughs> oh, that is so sad. That,
2: that is on me, B-Vogues. I apologize for that, man. Shane, do no. you have a voice? <laughs> What? I what I we, always what forget? do we have a producer for? I always forget through Streamyard to to check, and I even teased you up. What do we have and then and a I producer got on a, for? A whole
3: new thing. I think
2: it's the snow, man. I'm so sorry,
3: Shane. Are you still mad that you're out here snowblowing at the same time you got to do the show?
2: No, I'm always happy when Brandon's here.
3: Well, then say, hey, we got Brandon. I
2: did that. You guys weren't listening.
3: He's such a Tim. I Johnson. don't think he said anything. people hey, folks, hey, we folks. apologize. Yeah, my
2: bad, man. Um
1: uh, oh, no no worries. But uh, hey I, I knew you guys were in for it. So the snow the snow uh reasoning makes sense to me because when they come into the local Tennessee news they'd be like, Man, Nebraska's really getting it today. I knew it was
0: I knew it was bad. <laughs> this could be record breaking.
3: No. I, don't even know.
0: I just said that.
3: <laughs> what month are we in? Feb No, I don't think we'll break I a record so. today. There's probably been some snows in February that have been pretty significant. Know.
2: Hey, Vogel, let's take advantage of you while we can uh, because, you know, I...
3: We wasted four minutes. Yeah, I
2: laxadaisically kept moving through we, talking points. We, we, I, yeah, I guess we. Um, but, you know, let, let's start with this uh, because we saw some movement on the Nebraska roster yesterday. Uh, Anthony leaving, Brown leaving. I, uh, You know, Brown being kind of more of the... The surprise, I would say, just because Anthony was that six-year. But do you think the deep wide receiving room had anything to do with the news we saw from Alante yesterday?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't honestly know what to make of that one yet. It's Mm. one that surprised me some too. You know, clearly when when Mickey Joseph showed up, Alante was somebody who really resonated with what he was looking for from that group, and was a guy who'd kind of steadily made gains. You know, it's I would describe his kind of career to this point as patient, for for lack of a better term. And I don't think you know without knowing you know what all is going into his decision to be away from the team at the moment. I don't want to imply it's impatient now, but that's why it surprised me. Um, you know, he's he's a player who's had a lot of promise. Um, I think Nebraska with with a deep receiving room, like it'll be okay there. But also, some of this is particularly in a coaching change season, though this might be true for <laughs> all seasons going forward with the way college football is. like I'm just kind of like, show me the roster on day one of fall camp, and then I'll feel like we, we know what we're working with, actually.
3: Yeah, it's funny, too, because in typical fan fashion, it's... And it, we try to reconcile it, and so often I want to say, gosh, two things can be true at once. Uh, first we were wh- you know, because on Twitter, it's first we were whining about scholarship numbers, then a guy leaves, and we're... Like, oh, my God, we're freaking out. And I'm like, ah, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. The coaching staff will tell you they don't expect Delante Brown situation to happen how it happened. And that wasn't part of the trimming of the fat, right? Like so, and I, and I know whatever comes out of that will, but it's like we try to reconcile one thing versus another, and two things can be true at once. Yeah, we have to get down to the numbers anyway, but that wasn't one of the guys that you wanted to use to get down to the numbers.
1: Yeah, wasn't one that I would have, you know, I don't have an actual list, but somebody I would have on the list of like, yeah, I could see this. Hunter Anthony was somebody Mm -hmm. who kind of made more sense um, given given his situation. So, yeah, I mean, it's by the time we get to Memorial Day, you'll be past that second transfer window. Like, I think Nebraska's roster is going to look kind of significantly different. When we heard about these two um, roster departures, I think made it a little bit more surprising. But there's, I'm I'm preparing for for a handful more. Man, mm-hmm.
2: folks, if you had a guess, uh, and we went through this yesterday, uh, who would you say in the 2023 recruiting class, transfer or high school? Could or will be Matt Rule's next big find, so to speak, like the next Hassan Redick, somebody that comes from either the walk on or you know, maybe a little under: off the grid. Yeah, off the grid, who's going to be his next big find?
1: Oh, let me, let me see here, think about this for. So DB: or...
2: Yeah, DB said Vincent Carroll Jackson, and I said M.J. Sherman, if that gives you any sort of basis to go off of.
1: Yeah, those Carol Jackson, um, I, I think would be would be in that group for me. Um boy. I I'm I'm pretty intrigued by, by Jaden Doss as as well. He's um, gonna
3: be he's, a good player, I think.
1: Yep. Um, but I think yeah, I, I think I'd actually go with Eric Fields. Um a player that kinda had had that, you know, strange <laughs> At least it seems strange to me. A little bit of a recruitment, like he was kind of headed towards Arkansas State, and then Nebraska swooped in and early signing day. It's like, oh, he's in, kind of towards the end of the day. Um, but but Matt Rule was he was guy Matt Rule singled, singled out on that initial signing day press conference in December. So I'm uh, and watching his huddle highlights, I, I kind of see it. Um, so I think he'd be my pick.
3: When you're talking about the quarterback situation and competition is that one of those things that you want to see go deep into camp
1: yeah i think so um i I think it's going to have to a little bit with with with, um thompson and smothers both being a little bit limited um you know we've heard a little bit from from rule about his his relationship with sims and you know sims is in pretty good spot to to display what he can do right away in spring um but you know, Given the amount of football Casey Thompson has played in particular, like I think this is something that, that goes in the fall camp. and you know, Maybe a, a, if you're two, three, four years into a new, a new coaching tenure, I would be a little bit hesitant about taking it that deep, but I'm, I'm not in year one.
2: Vogel, we appreciate your time. Again, our apologies for uh, the short segment here, but um, we'll uh, talk again next week, and I promise it will be for a full 15 minutes. <laughs> we'll be on
3: time without yapping, B. All right,
2: guys, stay safe.
3: Thanks, Thanks, Vogel.
2: That's Brandon Vogel, managing editor for Hale Varsity. Toss him a follow on Twitter, at Brandon L. Vogel. Coming up, we'll keep talking Nebraska football
0: next.